When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. spontaneous short podcast with a really cool woman who is kind of a newer client of mine. Um, She's around my age. She's about 50 and I'm going to call her Dana. And she has made some really profound comments and insightful comments today. And she's willing to share some of those. But I was just about to tell Dana that one of my favorite questions to pose to clients is, if you could rate the parenting you received as a child on like a, a percentage, and this is weird to quantify it, but if you view childhood as trying to get your bucket filled and you know, kind of get all the resources and mentoring and all that, and there is no 100%, nobody's perfect and no parent's perfect. But what I'll say to people is if the best parent you ever knew or best teacher that you thought would be the best parent was a hundred, then where would, what did you get? And you don't have to answer this now, but, um, what some people will say is, well, I probably got about 50% from my father and 20% from my mother, or I never met my father, you know, so I got zero from him. Um, I got 80 from my mother and sometimes like a grandparent figure, an aunt will compensate. But so kind of what a percentage of needs got met. And I know you said before we started recording that both your parents were alcoholics and your father really was just there. He wasn't like terrible to you, but he was just kind of not very mentoring or involved in your life. Right. Is that accurate? Very accurate. Mm -hmm. Both of my parents worked and all of our needs were met as far as we had braces, we had food, we had all the sports, we had the prom dresses. Yeah. But emotionally, emotionally, I would say 5% from my mom and that's generous. Wow. And maybe 0% from my dad. Emotionally. Mm-hmm. So your emotional needs were like two and a half percent, but your physical needs were 80 or something percent. Well, if you mean we were fed and clothed and had yeah. everything we needed and most of what we wanted, yes. Yeah, but as far as like quality time and mentoring and listening and understanding you and... Zero. I would, I would I want to say zero, but I feel like I should say five. Wow. Wow. If that. Mm-hmm. Like I saw my mom, she taught me how to iron Okay, mm-hmm. that counts. Yeah. And wash clothes. Yeah, a physical skill. Yes. I'm going to move this phone a tiny bit closer. Um, So, okay, well, that that is really interesting, and I'm obviously still getting to know you, but I feel like your 
a really good mom and no one's perfect, but I'd love to ask you somehow how you think you developed the skills that you did. And I know you wouldn't say you're a perfect mom, but I think you're a way above average parent. And I'm curious, maybe another podcast, you can explain how you got here. Well, thank you for saying that. I did have some uh, neighbors in my life who had a nice family dynamic that I sort of was very attracted to and spent a lot of time there, kind of Mm. saw some things. But mostly I think I was just driven by what I did not want my family to be like, Mm -hmm. my own personal family. Wow. I wanted it to be everything that mine was not my family of origin. So, mm. but yet I'm here talking to you about all the things that have gone awry. Yes, <laughs> in it. Yeah. So you have three young adult kids, right? I have two young adult kids and a 13 year old. Oh, okay, okay. I wasn't mm-hmm. sure what the youngest one's age yes. was. Um, so can you share what you were saying a few minutes ago? It resonated with me so much. Oh, and I don't think you'll mind me saying Dana has recently listened to some stuff on ADHD and realizes that that fits and she does have ADHD. So (laughs) that might be one reason that a lot of what you're saying resonates with me. Um, when you were talking about how life just wears on you, Can you share a little bit about some of the numbness or just the struggle that you felt recently with so many different things happening from so many angles? Yes, I would have to also say that this has been a gradual process um, just over the course of the last probably 20 years without really recognizing it until now, the toll that parenting and the trials and tribulations of that, um, let alone other things in life, just the daily grind, um, looking back, realizing you really had nothing to draw from to begin with, how Mm -hmm. it just sort of piles on and, as we said, sucks the joy, sucks the joy out of your life and Mm -hmm. you feel numb and you feel like you don't have much to give and you don't feel like giving Mm -hmm. and so you don't give. Mm-hmm. And you feel like a shell of a person, Ooh. but that's just not, that's not what I want to be. That's mm-hmm. not what I am, mm-hmm. but that's my current state. And I can only attribute it to just all of the burden of the emotional burden, really the emotional mental burden of life's circumstances, particularly around parenting for me personally. Yes. And it's, it seems to be never ending. Yeah. Well, just questioning yourself all the time, wanting what's best for your kids, thinking, you know, second guessing, did I handle that right? Is this my fault? And um, caring too much. This is in my anxiety podcast that a lot of anxious people care too much. They try too hard. They think too much and they have trouble letting things go. <laughs> Yeah, check, check, check. (laughs) I can see that. You're a very conscientious, caring person, and you're early in researching ADD, but when you listen to the podcast with Dr. Dodson I just sent you today, you'll see, you know, ADD people are often people pleasers, and they are very sensitive to rejection, and, you know, your investment in your kids and your concern for their well-being and 
you know, what's going on with them and is this my fault and how can I make it better? You know, you're so worried. And then you're in that sandwich generation because you were talking about having to care for aging parents Mm -hmm. and you said your father is basically dying like you can see him going downhill. Mm -hmm. And you don't have a lot left for your marriage. You're married to a, a great husband, but you just feel somewhat numb in general, which affects all levels of mm-hmm. your relationship. Mm-hmm. All levels. Yeah. You'll have to also research compassion fatigue because that's probably some of what you're dealing with is just you've been trying so hard for so long and you've cared so much for so long and you're just tired. And, you know, I don't know how many things are taking the wind out of your sails, but, you know, even COVID is something that, you know, just the daily grind and then weird things like COVID and then having your kids struggle to launch or having trouble with different kids for different reasons or worries. And, you know, the burdens of the weight of the world is definitely on your shoulders, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, you said life has kicked my butt. Yes. It's continually, actively now kicking. Yeah, it's current, not past. <laughs> Currently kicking, yes. It's an ongoing yes. butt kicking. Yes. Oh. yes. That's what it feels like, actually. Well, but, yeah. You need a lot of recovery time. And that's another thing I like to say is you owe yourself back pay. How do different people owe themselves back pay in different ways? And I think you probably owe yourself a break from taking care of everybody else and feeling so responsible for everyone else and trying to do more recovery time and self-care and filling your tank that never was filled before age 18 and then you just hit the ground running having kids the last 20 plus years yeah trying to be all things to all people and feeling overly responsible right and obviously with too many expectations yeah high expectations (laughs) of yourself yeah Mm -hmm. well you'll have to go back and listen to my podcast called how close are you to the edge of the cliff Mm. (laughs) send me that one (laughs) i will i will um well i know we don't have much time because we obviously just finished meeting but um there was one other thing you said oh can you say quickly you had the coolest concept of that you think there's two types of parents (laughs) Yes. Well, it took me a while to formulate that theory, but it finally came to me um, over the last couple of years. And that is that I feel like there are two types of people in the world. Those people who like to be in charge of things mm-hmm. that I've seen in my life. that's real, you know, large and in charge. You got a big voice, very stern, very authoritative managers managers of people they just really love to manage things and then there are the types of people who like to just be what i call worker bees or soldiers you just show up you get told what to do you're going to do a great job you're going to leave work you're going to go home but you don't want to make the decision you don't want to make decisions you're told yes you just do what you're told and you're going to be great and then I said that I feel like as parents, if you're not the managerial type and you're just the worker bee type, it makes it doubly hard on us because we're thrust into this managerial position over these people, however many you have. And well, and also you're obviously human resources as well. And your people aren't always compliant. And I said that my employees suck. (laughs) 
that my my children as my employees sucked because they weren't always compliant. They were liars. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. I could not depend on them. A they were lazy. Lazy. They were disobedient. They were disrespectful. Like all the things that should get them fired on the spot, but yet you can't do that. Yeah. And you're forced into managing them until you die. And that just, I think, makes it hard on the type of person who becomes a parent who is not the manager type. Yeah, you don't want to have to make all those decisions. Yeah, it's exhausting. And, yeah, that executive functioning, like you can work like a bee all day long, yes. but you don't want to have to make all the decisions and plans. That's mm -hmm. not a strong point for someone with ADD. Mm -hmm. That was incredible. I love that. <laughs> well, thank you for being so spontaneous, and I'd love to have a longer conversation with you, but at some point and uh, maybe record it if you're interested but this you had some amazing nuggets and i really appreciate you sharing <laughs> thank those you. thank you